Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. It's Christy Dole. I am so excited for today's discussion. So if you guys are following me on social media and or if you are on my email list, then you know that human design is officially an offering here. Um, so human design, I heard about it for the first time a few years ago. And you know, there's a saying that when the student is ready, the teacher will come. And the truth is at that point, I just wasn't ready. I, I kind of like saw it and was just like, oh, you know, this is too over my head. I was really kind of just entering into the world of really understanding astrology at that point. So it didn't really click, but it was in October or it was actually about a year ago. It was about a year ago that I was in a mastermind with um, a bunch of amazing, amazing women from around the world. And human design started coming up again. And I was ready and I was intrigued and I was really, really excited to learn more and more about this system. And so ever since then, it's been a year now, I have just dove in headfirst. I have had, I think, three readings already with different different people. Um, I am uh, about two-thirds of the way done with my course on learning it, on being someone who can, you know, give readings, use it in coaching, um, and just really understanding myself even more. So very, very excited. So today's episode, we're going to talk all about human design. I have done an episode before on human design. And if you go back and listen to it, it was me just really talking as a novice um, from my excitement and from the reading I got, really just sharing about my, my own stuff. Today, I actually want to talk to you guys about what is human design, what is the purpose of it, how can you actually use it in your life, and really what I see as the big picture for how human design is going to help create a this shift in the world that is already happening, right? So human design is a system that was developed okay now I actually don't have the dates or anything on this but it was like the late 80s early 90s okay now this story is a little crazy but there are many healing modalities including many religions that came through the way human design came through so keep that in mind as you listen to this um, but human design was founded by a gentleman who has like a normal name, but then he changed it to like raw Uruhu or something. I think his name is like Alan, Alan or something, but he was um, a spiritual seeker and he heard this voice. And I think it was for like eight days straight. He just had this stream of consciousness flow through him. And that was the human design system. Similarly, if you guys have heard of Reiki, I don't know if you know the story of Reiki, but I'm actually a Reiki master. And Reiki is a commonly practiced hands-on healing modality. Um, it's used in hospitals, um, nurses, they have like, uh, you know, nurses get certified in it. So it's a very real healing modality. There's actually science to prove that Reiki actually works. Anyways, the gentleman who discovered Reiki, his name was um, Usui. I forget his full name. But he, this was back in the late 1800s, he actually was a man in Japan that went on this hike up this mountain. I think he was there for like 20, 22 days or something. And he also basically learned Reiki 
by channeling consciousness, by channeling source. Um, if you guys know the story of the Ten Commandments, <laughs> Moses and the burning bush, that was basically a stream of consciousness. So it is not, you know, out of this world to believe that this system could have come through a voice of consciousness. Um, because the truth is, this sort of thing has been happening since the beginning of time. And if you're willing to believe, you know, stories about a burning bush or, you know, any of that stuff, then we, we can put a little bit of faith into this. So that being said, human design takes a bunch of ancient systems like astrology, uh, the I Ching, which is a, I believe it's a Chinese system. I'll talk about that in a moment. Um, the Kabbalah. So the Kabbalah has, by the way, I have five children in my home. My sister and her family are visiting. So if you hear random screaming, I apologize. Um, anyways, the Kabbalah, it takes the tree of life from the Kabbalah and it takes the chakras. And so these are very ancient um, systems and they pile them on top of each other. And when you get a human design reading, you will see that you get this design. It looks like a person's body and inside are shapes and lines. Um, and when you get your own human design chart online, that is your, your own human design energetic blueprint. So what human design allows us to see is how we are energetically designed. Imagine that your body and the, the energy centers within them were like an electrical panel board, okay? Your human design chart tells us how you were designed, what circuits are active, what energy centers are active, which are defined, which are undefined, and what special, unique way you have of pulling information from the universe, pulling it through your energy centers, and manifesting it, okay? So what's really interesting and cool about that is, God, these kids are so loud. What's really um, interesting about that is we're all designed differently. I mean, we know this, right? We know this, and yet we expect ourselves to act and behave like everyone else. So it's really time, you guys, to start to embrace the individuality that you are, especially with what's coming in the next five years. So in human design, um, and this is linked to astrology, but Earth has been in a cycle since the 1600s, uh, since 1614, I believe, and it's ending in 2027. So if you think about what was happening in the world in the 1600s, colonization was really beginning right? It was, and, and we have been in what's called the system of planning for the last 400 plus years, the system of planning. And so it's all been about creating, designing, and planning systems, structures, organizations, governments, religions that are meant to serve humanity, right? That are meant to keep humanity going. Well, that has served us well, and it's ending. <laughs> it's ending and a new phase begins in 2027 and this new phase is going to be about the rising of the phoenix and so if you think about the story of the of the burning phoenix it's like this you know bird that kind of emerges from the ashes 
right? So this is really going to be about the individual. It's about you and how your what your gifts are, what you're bringing to the table, um, and learning your human design and really truly understanding how you were uniquely designed to operate in this world is all is 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 vital. Honestly, guys, it's we need you. We need you. This idea of doing what everyone is doing, of fitting in a box, of everything just being a carbon print of everyone, those days are over, you guys. And we need you. We need you to step into your power, your individuality, your unique gifts. And human design is a really great tool to help you foster that. Because here's the truth. We were all raised, we live in a society especially if you were brought up in the 60s, 70s, or 80s, or 90s, we were all brought up in a society where you go to school, you get a job, you work 40 hours a week, you retire when you're 65, and you call it a day, right? That's, let's just be honest, that's what they've taught us. And the truth is, is that that particular uh, path in life is, is, is good for some, but not for all. And the more that those of us who are not designed to live that life, but are designed to bring our gifts to the world in a certain way, the more of us that really get with the program, we are going to help lead the new earth. We're going to help build this new cycle. And so I want to talk to you guys today about, so that, that was kind of like my, my, um, my plead to learning human design, to learning your human design and starting to embrace the things that make you unique. Today I wanna to talk about the five major types of energy on the planet. I wanna talk about um, your strategy, and I'm gonna talk a little bit about authorities because this is gonna be a 30 minute podcast, and let's see, we are already at 10 minutes. So I'm gonna get through as much as I can and I'm going to leave it with reminding you guys, I'm actually uh, taking a wait list right now to start readings, and they, those will begin in the fall. Um, okay, so here is what I want you guys to know. There are five major energy types on Earth right now. And I say right now because as humans evolve, we actually gain more energy centers, and so there's a chance that in the future there could be a new type of human coming. So. That's the deal with, with, with evolution, guys. We're always changing and evolving. So there, you know, change is the only thing that's constant. So as of right now, there are five. There are manifestors. Manifestors make up about 9 to 10% of the world. There are generators. Generators make up about 37% of the world. There are manifesting generators. And if you think about it, it's taking those two things I just told you and kind of, it's like a combination of those two energies make up manifesting generators, which is about 33% of the world. Then we have projectors um, that make up 20% of the world. And then we have what's called reflectors and they make up less than 1% of the world. Now I want you to think of life as a baseball game. Okay, and I have to give credit where credit is due. I heard this from my coach that I worked with earlier this year. She gave me this analogy. So big ups to Ashley Eve for that, this, um, this metaphor. Um, okay, so if you're thinking about a baseball game, when does the game actually start? When does a baseball game actually start? 
it starts when the pitch is thrown. So manifestors, right, make up about 9 to 10% of the world. Manifestors are the pitchers. They initiate things. They get things going, okay? So manifestors are really here to, the way manifestors are designed energetically is that they have a constant flow to the universal inspiration. That manifestors, more than anyone, are going, when they're honoring their energy and when they're in alignment, and by the way, when I speak about all of these types, please assume that I'm talking about someone who's in alignment with their energy, right? Because so many of us are not in alignment, and you're going to hear this and be like, well, that doesn't sound like me. Well, yeah, because you've been heavily conditioned by society, and you're still stuck in that conditioning. So... Uh, an aligned manifester is tapped into universal intelligence. And so more than anyone, manifestors are going to receive urges and nudges of inspiration and ideas to create something that we've never seen, that we've never heard of. Um, so like a, like a baseball game, the game doesn't start until the pitch is thrown. So manifestors start the start whatever they're doing, they start it up. They're the ones that throw the pitch. They, manifestors will always have enough energy to get done what they need to get done. The problem with what happens with manifestors is number one, they're not even aware that they have these urges, that they have this gift, that this is like what their purpose is. So a lot of times they're trying to fit into a box, right? Not only that, but um, as a manifester, the way your energy is best meant to be used is you have this urge, you inform the people around you about what you're doing, right? Because if you have this brand new idea that no one's ever heard of, if you just start working on it, the people around you are going to be like, what are you doing? <laughs> so to, to not get into a place where people are resisting what you're doing, you just want to inform them about what you're doing and you want to initiate that new idea. You want to get it going. And then your strategy is to then pass it off to others, right? And we're going to get, that's what these other roles do. The generators, the manifesting generators, the projectors and reflectors, they're all there to help you get your, your new idea to actually fruition. Your job is just to initiate it and to inform people about it, okay? So you will always have the energy to do that you will not have the energy to complete it till the end. That is when you're gonna start to get into burnout and that's when you start to start things and never finish them. Your aura is, um, they call it repelling, but I don't really think that's a very nice way to describe your aura. I would describe your aura as selective. So your aura is the biggest of them all. Your aura is the biggest and most penetrating of all the types. And because of that, what it's going to do is it's going to select the people that are meant for you and it's going to push away the others, right? So that's why they call it a repelling aura because it repels people that aren't meant for you, but it really draws in the people that are. So this, this, this could be seriously like a two hour long podcast because, and I'm actually going to do a podcast about raising about like raising manifestors and raising projectors and what it looks like to actually honor your children and their designs. But um, manifestors, if you have had a childhood where you just kind of felt out of place, didn't belong, there's a reason for that, my friend. It wasn't you. 
it wasn't you. It was just the way your energy is designed. And it's that you were probably put in situations where your energy wasn't being honored. Okay. So that's a little bit about manifestors. There's obviously way more to talk about. Um, okay. Moving into generators. Generators, you make up 37% of this world. Generators love being methodical and mastering things. You are here to lift others up by lighting yourself up. So of all the signs, generators, you are meant to be the most selfish. And please know when I say selfish, I don't mean it in like a mean, dickheady kind of way. I mean it in like a, you truly are meant to be here to do the things that light you up. And when you do that, so when you're selfish with only doing things that really light you up, you then light up everyone else. And here's why. In human design, we have um, these centers that are called motor centers. And the strongest, most powerful motor center of them all is the sacral. Now, generators, you have a defined sacral, which means you have access to this everlasting energy all the time. So when you are working on things that light you up, and you are around people like manifestors or projectors or reflectors that do not have a defined sacral center, by you honoring and lighting up your sacral with, with tasks and people and ideas and things that really light you up, that energy goes out into the world. And if your energy is lit up by things that you love to do, that energy is going to be out in the world. And so people are going to be inspired to help you and, and to, to, to do the things that they love to do. Okay. So that's a really beautiful part of being a generator. Um, your strategy here. So just, just to be clear for manifestors, your strategy is to inform and initiate. So you get these urges, you inform the people around you about what you're doing, and then you initiate the project. For generators, your strategy in life is to respond to things, right? So here comes a manifestor with this great idea. They tell you this idea and immediately you feel it right in the pit of your belly. You feel that fire, that excitement, that tingling, however that feels for you. You feel that and you respond to that and you start to work on that. And you, my friend, have the energy to work and work and work and work. Honestly, generators and manifesting generators, you guys are here to, to build the world. You have the energy as long as what you're doing lights you up. I, I know since I've been on this journey that I've talked with generators and they hear that and they're like, oh, I don't like that. I don't want to work so hard. And it's like, yeah, but if you were working on something that literally lit you up and made you feel like it wasn't work, you actually do have the energy to keep going and going and going. Um, so you are ruled by your sacral center. And when you activate your sacral, it energizes the rest of us. So for you, my friend, the generator being selfish in only working on things that truly light you up is part of how you are helping humanity. Okay. So you have permission from me to be selfish not like a jerk selfish, but like a, you know what? I want to work on this, not this type of selfish. Okay. Now we have the manifesting generators. So you guys are 
a mix of the manifestors and the generators. Definitely from what I've studied and heard from many different human design teachers and coaches, you are definitely more generator than you are manifestor. The way that you, the way that you are different is, okay, so say a generator, I mentioned earlier, they really like to be methodical. They love having a system and a process at mastering things. You, manifesting generator, you are spontaneous and playful like the manifester. You also get urges from that universal intelligence. But you're also here to do the work. Um, you're also here to respond to what lights up, to what lights you up. So your your um, strategy in life is to respond to things, but you might get an urge to simplify things or to make it quicker or to make it better or to streamline it. Whereas a generator is like, nope, this is step one, step two, step three, step four. A manifesting generator might come and say, you know what? This actually is like, we could just get rid of step, steps two and three altogether. And, and I know how to figure out how to just do steps one and four. Okay. So using that baseball reference, the manifester is the pitcher, right? The game doesn't start until the manifester throws the pitch. The generators and the manifesting generators, you guys are at bat and you're responding to each pitch. Do I want to swing at this pitch? Do I want to let it go? Do I want to swing? Do I want to let it go? Okay. You are designed to respond to things instantaneously. You are not meant to do things in a linear or logical way. You are not flaky. It's good for you to jump from thing to thing. Guys, if you are a manifesting generator, please hear me when I tell you this. I have, again, it's been a year now that I've been studying this and I've had many clients that I've brought human design to already. And hands down, the manifesting generators that I have worked with are the ones that feel the worst about their squirrel brain, as they call it. They say they have squirrel brain. They're like, oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do that. Like they can't have a schedule. They sometimes don't feel like doing the thing that they said they were going to do. And then they judge themselves for it. You know how much energy, you guys, is leaked in that? Do you know how much energy is leaked by, by shaming yourself for just how you are defined? I mean, honestly, I, I, I feel like every manifesting generator I have met since I've been learning this has been diagnosed with ADHD. <laughs> and listen, I am not a doctor. I am not here to talk about diagnoses, but... What if it's just the way you were designed? What if you don't actually have a diagnosis? What if you're exactly the way you are meant to be? How much more of your energy would flow easier knowing that exactly the way you are, how you jump from thing to thing, how you have five different balls in the air. What if that's perfect for you? And what if there's nothing to change or work on or heal when it comes to that? What if? And that's really what I'm here to help you guys with. So manifesting generators, um, you are really here to, um, to build up this new earth with the generators. You're here to respond to what the manifestors are throwing at you and, and, and help, you know, bring, bring new things to life. Okay. So a way more to talk about with manifesting generators, of course, but Today's topic is just going to go through these um, fairly, fairly quick so you guys start to get a feel for this as I start to do more and more um, podcasts about human design. Okay, we have, so we've talked about the manifestors, we've talked about the generators and the MGs as they are called sometimes. 
now let's talk a little bit about projectors. So projectors make up 20% of the world and projectors in this baseball reference, okay, we have the manifestors, they're throwing the pitch. We have the generators and the manifesting generators and they are deciding if they want to swing, um, you know, to the pitch, they're responding. We have projectors. Now projectors are the coaches. Projectors are the batting coaches, the pitching coaches, the outfield coaches. Projectors can see things so deeply and see a system or a way that something is happening or a person, a quality in a person. We can see that thing so deeply, more so than anyone else on the planet. So each projector on this planet has something that they see so deeply. It could be you could have a projector who works in landscaping or pool cleanup, right? Or construction or um, engineering or psychology, like whatever the case. But whatever that projector sees so deeply, that is their thing. That is the wisdom that and the deep, deep guidance that they bring to earth. So projectors are really here to guide the generators, the manifesting generators, the manifestors, and other projectors and reflectors. They are here to guide them. We have a certain way of seeing your energy and knowing how to use it better than you would, right? And I shouldn't say better than you would, of course, like you are your own authority, but that's really what projectors are here to do. We're the guides, we're the coaches. We are here to be seen and recognized. So your strategy, is to be seen and recognized for your gift and to be invited into whatever arena you want to be in. Now, the reason why you want to be invited is because we're pretty intense people projectors, right? We see people and things very deeply. Not everybody wants to be seen that deeply. Not everybody wants that level of wisdom. And so you need to be seen and recognized for your gift and when that happens and you're invited in, and it doesn't have to be this like verbal or written invite, it's an energetic invite. You know, and nowadays on social media, you know, somebody liking your stuff or following you or adding you as a friend, like those are all invitations. And I work with my clients because a lot of my clients are in online businesses. I work with a lot of projectors and teach them how to create a community where they are already being seen and recognized so that when they want to share what it is that they're up to or their product or service, they already have an, a built-in audience for them. So there's a lot of ways to find your tribe, your, your people that see and recognize you, but it's really important to do that. Like for instance, I've learned with projectors, cold calling, cold messaging, not for us. So if you are a projector and you're hearing this and you're in some sort of a business, where you are cold calling or anything like that, or cold reach outs, really take a step back and um, ask yourself, how can I actually create a community where people are seeing and recognizing me and I can dip from there rather than put myself out to strangers that don't know you and that are not necessarily going to embrace your awesomeness, okay? That was a major game changer for me, major game changer, because I'm a projector. Um, projectors, this is one of my favorite notes about projectors, is we are not here to work like, okay, so generators and manifesting generators, like I said, you guys could truly work 10 to 12 hours a day, 
on things that light you up and you have the energy for it. You're not going to get burnt out from it. Manifestors, you have spurts of energy. Your energy comes in spurts, right? When you have those urges and those downloads, you have the energy to go and, and kick it off to initiate that project. Projectors, we have about two to three hours of energy a day to actually do work. And when I say work, I mean actual mental output or physical output. We are not designed to work for eight to 10 hours a day. Um, and in fact, for projectors, rest is work. So there is success found in the rest. And I have been playing around with this, you guys, for the last six months. And it is so true. When I find myself really in my zone, and I do about you know two or three hours of work, whether I've had clients or I'm creating content or whatever. And then I allow myself with no guilt, with no shame, but I allow myself to take a break and I either will nap or I'll go hang out with my kids or I'll you know read a book or I'll study. When I do that, I find that when I come back to my work, there is abundance waiting for me. There are clients that have messaged me that they want to re-up. There's new people messaging me that they want to work with me. There's people in my inbox about my online businesses. And I have really been playing around with this a lot and I have found that it really does work. So projectors, if you're hearing this, success is in the rest. Rest is in the work. I'm sorry. <laughs> rest is work. And you are here to show others a new way to success. Our signature um, projectors is success. We are here to be successful. And when we put ourselves in circumstances where people don't see and recognize us, that's when we can end up feeling bitter. All right, I'll be right back with the second part of this program. Hey guys, all right, we're back with the second part of this episode. As it turns out, I could not get it all done in 30 minutes. So I'm going to record a few more minutes to round this up. So we just finished talking about projectors. So much more to talk about with projectors, of course. But just as a reminder, projectors, you are the guides. You are the, um, we have the deepest uh, wisdom. We see things whatever that thing is for us, so deeply, so clearly, we know how to make it better. Like we are here to help make things better because we see a better way to do it. Um, our energy is really meant to be spent by working two to three hours a day on whatever our craft is. Um, and then using the rest of the day, not to just sit around and do nothing, but to study, to learn, to rest, to nap, to have fun. Um, we are really here, like the more we are filling our cups, the better off everyone is, okay? And then lastly, I want to talk about reflectors. Now, reflectors make up less than 1% of the world, and I actually know a reflector. <laughs> it was like so fun. I taught a manifestation course um, earlier this year, and um, it definitely will, I will be rolling that out later on this year for sure, but in it, we had a human design module because obviously knowing how your design is really going to help you manifest. And I literally had every single type in my group and it was amazing. And this reflector that I know is just so sweet and so amazing. And I just like want to talk to her more like in person, just ask her so many questions, but either way, manifestors are here to reflect 
back to us what humanity is up to. Now, I'm learning more and more about reflectors, but here's what makes them different. So when you look at a chart, a human design chart, you're gonna see all different shapes. And for every other sign, uh, not sign, but every other type, one or more of those shapes will be colored or they call defined. With a reflector, every single one of those shapes or energy centers is not colored, which means it's undefined. So what that means is that when they were born, the moment that they were born, the neutrinos, which is, think of a neutrino as like an energy coming from the planets and the stars and the sun, okay? That's what a neutrino is. It's a little ball of energy, an atom, I don't know, a neutron. It's, it's I think it's obviously a neutron if it's called a neutrino, but it's just a little piece of energy that the planets let off. And when the planets let this off and it's passing through the universe and space and the moon and everything and coming here into earth, these neutrinos are hitting our bodies trillions per second, okay? Trillions of neutrinos are hitting our body per second. This is why in astrology, when the moon is in Cancer and you know Mercury is in Gemini and this, that, and the other, this is how all of that works is because these energies, when they pass through these planets and stars, they pick up different pieces of information. And this information then when it comes to earth and it comes and settles into our bodies, it affects our bodies depending on which of our energy centers are lit up and things like that. So when reflectors were born, they were born in a way where the neutrinos, there was no energy centers to be lit up. There was no neutrinos that were lighting up those energy centers. So a reflector has a completely undefined chart, which means all the shapes that you see on the chart are white. They're not colored. So what does that mean? It means that a reflector literally goes through every phase of the that the moon goes through okay let me back this up so when you look at a human design chart in in the shapes are numbers and they call those gates each of those numbers is correlates to something like a, a, a an aspect of humanity okay an aspect of consciousness the moon, our moon, moves through those gates in the sky every 28 days. It moves through those gates. So that's why the lunar cycle is every 28 days, okay? For people that have de definition in their chart, the moon is going to go through those gates and it's going to activate whichever gates you have active, okay? For a reflector, because none of those centers are active, as the moon goes through those gates in the sky, it's activating that within the reflector. So here's what's really cool about a reflector, is that some days, and it just depends on where the moon is in the sky, some days reflectors, they feel and act like a generator, or a projector, or a manifester, or a manifesting generator, right? Reflectors are literally here, they're like a smorgasbord of types and of energies. They literally are chameleons. They are constantly changing and it all depends on the moon. So for reflectors, they are here to be surprised and delighted 
by what they experience here on earth. You know, I was thinking about this. I'm like, I'm like, what can, ref and, and by the way, in the, in the baseball analogy, reflectors are the, are, are the, the crowd. They're the audience. So they're reflecting back. Yeah. Good play or bad call or, Oh, that, you know, whatever that hurt or whatever. They're reflecting that back. Okay. So I was really thinking about this because I was like, okay, so how do reflectors fit in here? And the truth is reflectors, you guys get to be whatever you want to be. Like what really interests you, what lights you up, what feels good. And you are meant to constantly shift and change. So the more you understand that every 28 days, you're literally going to shift and change. Some days you're going to see things really deeply like a projector. Other days you're going to have urges and inspiration like a manifester. Some days you're going to be head down really, you know, into your work. And other days you're going to feel a little like squirrel brain, like, Oh, I want to work on this. I want to work on that. And other days you're just going to be sort of quiet and to yourself and noticing what's happening around you. So reflectors, you guys are special. You guys are so special and unique. You're really here as like the Oracle here on earth to show us what's possible, to show us who we are and what we're doing. Um, and yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to be a reflector. So we just went through the five different types. We have generators, manifestors, manifesting generators, projectors, and reflectors. We talked about your strategies. So for generators and manifesting generators, you're here to respond to things. Manifestors, you're here to um, inform and initiate. Projectors, you're here to wait for the invitation. You're here to wait for someone to see and recognize how powerful you are in that thing. And you are then asked to be, you know, asked for help. And once somebody asks you for your help, you have full permission to be your genius with that person and help them. And then reflectors, you're really here to taste it all. So what is the thing that you want to do on this planet? Go do that and know that every single day you're going to be influenced by the moon and those gates in a different way. And so just buckle up for the ride and, and just step into that flow and allow yourself to be the chameleon that you are. All right. The last thing I'm going to talk about, I'm definitely not going to get into each one because it's just too much, but I'm going to talk about authorities. And the three things that I'm teaching you guys today are truly the three things that are going to make the biggest difference in learning human design and applying it. Um, getting a reading is going to go into way more intricate detail about your gates and your channels and all this, that, and the other. But what I'm giving you right now, you can start to make some major life ch changing shifts with it. Okay, so your authority in human design is really how you are meant to make decisions. Now, isn't that interesting? I was thinking about this yesterday, how different everyone makes decisions, right? I know for my husband, especially, sometimes he needs to wait on it. Sometimes he's just like, I need to think about it. Other times he makes decisions very quickly and it's like a gut yes or no. And then other times just by him and I talking it through, he, 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 he finds clarity. And I always thought that that was so interesting about him. Like, um, for me, before I learned about human design, I massively prided myself on listening to my instincts and my gut. And as it turns out, I am not meant to do that. And boy, have I made a ton of mistakes in decision-making in the past 
And now that I've learned my authority, um, it's just, a, it's, I feel so much more confident and empowered to make the best decisions for my life. So that being said, there are several different authorities, okay? There's an emotional authority. Most of the world has an emotional authority. So if you're looking at your human design chart and you have the solar plexus, which is, let me actually pull up a chart here, which is the triangle off to the right, um, towards the bottom is the triangle that's off to the right. If that's colored in, then you have an, an emotional authority. Um, an emotional authority is just that your emotions are how you make decisions. Now, for the most part, an emotional authority just means that you want to wait until you're out of the high of that decision or the low of that decision before you make that decision. So for instance, let's imagine, you know, somebody offers you $10,000 to take a new job somewhere and you're like, Oh my God, that sounds amazing. Like da 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 da. Um, you would, you want to wait until you're out of that high before you make the decision. Same thing if somebody offers you ten thousand dollars to, you know, get leave a new job and you start to freak out and get nervous, like oh my god, yeah. you want to wait until you're out of that, you know, freaking out low point before you make your decision. So you really want to get to a place where there's no high or, or low emotion and you're just kind of neutral. And only then you will experience about, you know, eight, 70 to 80% clarity. If you have an emotional authority and you're making a decision, you are 100% certain about that decision. That tells me that you are coming from your head, your ego, and you're not making the right decision. So go back and really allow yourself to just get to a place of neutrality. And from there, you know, make your decision. And if after you've made your decision, logically it all makes sense. That's one thing. But don't start there. Start with allowing yourself to be neutral in your emotions around that decision. Um, within the emotional authority, there are four subsets, um, which basically means you can experience this emotional uh, wave in, in, a, in a few different ways. Um, I won't go into them too much in depth, but like one of them is like my daughter has this one. Um, you have like spontaneous highs and spontaneous lows. So think outbursts, <laughs> especially if you have little kids, if you have one that has an emotional authority and he or she tends to just have massive outs outbursts, would you mind closing that? Um, you might have massive outbursts. Um, they most likely have uh, the spontaneous high and low. Um, if you are someone like me, where you have kind of, um, it's almost like an, uh, it's almost like a buildup. So like you know, you're cool, you're calm, you're cool, you're calm. Then you just can't take it anymore, and you just explode. Um, for those types of people, they physically need to release that energy in some way, whether it's through exercise or crying or screaming or breath work or something like that. And then there's two others. Like I said, I'm not going to get too in depth with this. Um, there's also a sacral authority. This is where your solar plexus is defined. If you're looking at the chart, this is going to be the um, second square from the bottom. If that's colored in, that is your um, sacral and manifesting generators and generators are the ones that have um, 
a defined sacral. So this is that energy center where for you, making decisions is a quick yes or no. It's a gut feeling. It comes on very quickly. And if it's like your whole body will light up and really you should start to experiment with this. You should start to experiment with how do you experience a gut yes or no? Is it, you know, do you feel warm and tingly in your belly? Do you feel pulsing? Do you, is it just like an overall body? Hell yes. And then to also recognize and know that if it's not a hell yes, it's a no or it's a not right now. You know, um, the creator of human design said that if that generators, um, that sacral authorities have the easiest, most simplest design in terms of making decisions, but because it's so simple and we're humans and we love to complicate things, we've made it super complicated. So, um, he says that if generators just knew how to use their sacral authority, the whole world would change because that sacral authority is what's um, generating energy in all the other designs. And if generators and manifesting generators were constantly doing things that lit their sacral up, I mean, the world would change. So keep that in mind, generators. All right, moving on, we have the splenic um, authority. And the splenic authority governs instincts and survival. It's one of the oldest centers in the chart. And it's that instant voice that speaks to you in the moment. The difference between a splenic authority and a sacral authority is that a sacral authority is only gonna answer in yes or no. It can only answer in binary. So you never wanna ask someone with a sacral authority, where do you wanna go out to eat? Because that doesn't give them something to respond to. But if you say, hey, do you want pizza or Chinese? A sacral authority is going to, is gonna light up to one of those. Whereas a splenic, is more of an instinctual. So the, the question that the spleen asks is, is this healthy for me? Is this good for me? Okay, so that's a little bit about the splenic authority. The heart center, if you have a heart center authority, and for you, the question is, is my heart in this? Is this really what I want to do? This is a very selfish authority, and when I say selfish, I do not mean it in a bad way. I mean it in a we need you to be selfish because when you're doing what your heart desires, everyone benefits. So it's, it's, it's really about, is this really what I want to do? And understanding that there's no, you don't have to be fixed on your desires. Like you could, something can be what your heart wants to do one day. And then two weeks from now, your heart could want something else. So allowing that to be there is really important. Um, then there's a G center or sometimes called a self-projected authority. This authority, listen, you have all the answers within you. Um, it's kind of like an instinctual thing. And for you, sometimes that answer is so hidden because it's so in your subconscious that for you simply talking it out is the way that you get to clarity. So for someone who has a G-Center or self-projected authority, clarity comes by you speaking on it and actually hearing yourself talk. Um, so for you guys, it's really important to have someone in your life that can be a sounding board, not someone that's going to give you advice and tell you what they think you should do, but just simply be a sounding board and, and ask you questions to help you find the answer within. All right. Then we have mental authority, or sometimes they're called none or no inner authority. 
a mental authority. Um, so here's what's interesting, guys, is only 2% of the world are mental authorities and only projectors can be mental authorities. Now, mental authority is the only authority that asks you to make logical sense of your decision. So you don't have access to these energy centers that are giving you answers from within. So instead, you really need to ask yourself, logically, does this make sense? And what's interesting is the whole world is designed to be this way. You know, think about it. When you want to start a new business or get a new job or move or travel, people always say, well, does that make sense to do that? Is that logical? Well, here's the, the joke on everyone is that only 2% of the world are meant to make decisions, to make logical decisions. Everything else is meant to be either an emotional decision, a sacral response, uh, an in intuitive response, you know, you talking yourself through it to, to find clarity, even if it doesn't make quote unquote logical sense. And then lastly, we have lunar authorities, and these are for the reflectors. So remember, reflectors do not have any of those energy centers defined. So for them, clarity in a decision is going to come through allowing themselves to wait 28 days while the moon moves through all those different gates that we mentioned. And remember, those gates are just aspects of consciousness and humanity. And again, I know this is, this might, you might be like, huh, what? I don't understand. But all the different aspects of humanity, guys, like love, community, power, uh, being alone, inspiration, um, you know, seeing things the way engineers do, seeing things the way scientists do, seeing things the way philosophers do. Like there's all those aspects are in those gates. And so as the moon in the sky moves through those gates, it's going to activate that within a reflector's chart, within someone that has a lunar authority. So for big decisions, obviously you don't have to wait 28 days to you know, decide what movie you want to see tonight. But if for big decisions, you do want to wait those 28 days so that you can see how you relate in each of those aspects and what the decision feels like within each of those aspects. And then after the end of the 28 days, you'll have had the highs, the lows, the in-betweens, and you will be at a point where you can make a sound decision. So what I love about learning about the authorities is what a beautiful process to understand that there is a specific way you are meant to make decisions. And if you can learn that and trust it within yourself, man, so much would change in this world. So guys, I know this was a longer than usual episode. Thank you guys for being here. Um, a couple things. I'm going to post the wait list for appointments to take appointments um, in the fall. So you can get on the wait list. You can also follow me on Instagram. I'm at when hustle meets flow and I'm starting to educate on human design there. Um, I am pleased to announce that the two coaching spots that I had open are now filled. Um, so there are there is no availability to coach one-on-one -on -one with me at this moment. Um, but stay tuned. That should be opening up in a, in a shortly. And um, share this with your friends. Take a picture of yourself listening to this episode. Tag it. Uh, post it on your social and tag me. And thank you for being here. I'll see you next week.